0: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
1: Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. A couple minutes after 4. Beautiful rest of the afternoon. Nice continuation from the weekend. 78 for the high. Clear skies await this evening, a low of 62. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy. Some sun mixed in. High of 80. Phils lost 3-2 to Miami yesterday. Reese Hoskins is 25th homer of the year in the uh, defeat. Aaron Nola had a good game. Seven innings pitched. Gave just five hits, but three runs. And again, the Phils went up losing 3-2. They're home tonight against Pittsburgh, starting a three-game series. Eagles are at the Jets this Thursday for their fourth and final preseason game, the regular season opener Sunday the 8th at 1 o'clock against Washington. The uh, hardest-working producer in the Philadelphia radio, sitting across the glass there, Joe. Harness. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How about you? You look a little tan. Did you get, did you get outside this weekend?
0: Uh, actually, sun. yeah, I went uh, walking in the woods every weekend. I try and walk in the woods with Bella.
1: That's very nice. Yeah, so. I, I bet Bella appreciates that. She does. You, she ha, does. You, have, you have some good color to you today.
0: I uh, I feel uh, I feel a pun coming on. What's we, going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you working out or something? No, I mean, you no, look no. You look real vibrant today. Really? Just take it, man. I don't, I don't give compliments very often.
0: Um, Just say
1: uh, okay, good. Uh, it's I'm not listening. a trap. Don't worry. It's a
0: trap. It's some kind of trap. <laughs>
1: because you... No. <laughs> well, I went to the beach yesterday.
0: But you don't the... have any color at all. First,
1: you know, <laughs> the show's over. I'm out. It was lovely to go with the, uh, my wife, Tina, and our three girls. Oh, nice. Where did you go? You go someplace in Jersey we'd never been before. We Googled mm-hmm. where you don't have to do the, the badge thing. Yeah. And we came up with a place. Oh. And it worked out. So I'm not telling because I don't want you to start oh, showing yeah, up and right. spreading the word, you know. And they're going to start charging and it backfires. So <laughs> just be glad for me and we'll leave it at that.
0: Did you, did you ride the waves? Did you
1: uh, have a good day? Actually, I supervised. My, our nine-year-old Theodora met two friends oh. who are 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. And the three of them were like hit it off right away. And so the fun part was they would go out into the water and turn. i say say, turn, turn your back to the ocean. Look at me. And I'll tell you when a wave is coming. Yeah,
0: the old, uh, yeah. So I guess every family does that.
1: And then they're like, okay. And, then, so, and they're like, is there a wave coming? I'm like, no. And, in fact, I would duck down. There's no wave coming. And then, of course, they would get nailed. Do it again. Do it again. So, <laughs> That's great. They had a blast with it. They would peek over their shoulder a little bit just to double check. But, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And Tori got to, you know, our, our sweet 13-year-old has got a lot of challenges. She was able to be on the on the on the beach and her toes in the sand and it was a lovely time. So, did she yeah. enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. It oh, a, nice. It was a high, highlight of our weekend. So, uh, and as far as as we get underway with the new week here, we're excited to have a couple of guests today. Uh, one is Bethany Beal. She is co-author of a new book called "Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart," and she actually wrote it with her sister. So it's a pretty cool book. We're going to chat with her about that. May even give a copy of it away. And coming up in a moment. We have a gentleman named Ben Britton. He's with International Christian High School. And this is one of the wonderful interviews that you help arrange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As we partner with some of the Christian areas, uh, Christian uh, high schools in the area and in schools, elementary as well, that help, uh, have price tuition education. So just a quick note, whether you have a child in school or not, maybe someone else could benefit from this information. We have a number of schools in the area that we are partnering with to help. Uh, make it more affordable. Obviously a Christian school education offers a lot of benefits, but since you're generally paying out of pocket, it's going to cost you more than public school education would. So if you're looking into it or thought about it, like I'd like to make it work, I'm not sure if I can financially, we have something where it's a first-year program. So if you, bottom line is there's no catch. It's just like if your child has never been to a certain Christian school from our list, they are welcome to go there for the first year half price. And, uh, and then they hope you like it and want to continue on. But there's right. no obligation at all to do that. Right. So uh, we've been trying to get in touch with some of the administrators from the different Christian schools that we're partnered with. So you can get a little more idea of the heart behind, you know, what they're doing, why they do what they do. Perhaps how one might differ a bit from another. Of course, some of it's going to be based upon where you live and how easy it is to get to the school that you're, you know, that's on the list. So WFIL.com is where you would go to find this list. It is not too late to take advantage of this. number of schools are on the site. There are a limited amount of these, as you might imagine. Uh, It's not a kind of just an open-ended thing, so once the the ones that we have are gone, they're gone, but we still have some available for the the schools that are listed, so WFIL.com, again, is where you would go to find out that list. Uh, Without further ado, I think we do have our first guest here, Ben Britton, with the uh, International Christian High School as part of this program, Half Price Tuition. How are you doing today, sir? Good, great. How are you doing? Wonderful. Nice to make your acquaintance and, and chat with you. We have this Program, the half price tuition thing, and kind of an introductory way for folks to get to know a Christian school in their area and test it out and all that. So, we're excited to be partnering with you on that front. Maybe give a little bit of a background on the school, folks get an idea what they're, you know, what might await at International Christian High School.
2: Yeah, so, International has been around for 51, going on 52 years, and we have, uh, we serve both the local students in this area and um, international students from about 15 different nations. Yeah. And um, our goal is just, uh, rescuing students sometimes emotionally, sometimes academically, um, but also uh, engaging students to um, to get right into serving other people in their community locally. And uh, I'm just actually sitting with a student who went with us to uh, Brazil last year, talking about how can we go and do some of the same things in the
1: future. Really, that's pretty cool. My wife is in Brazil. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I haven't. I've only been the one time, but I'd love to go again. And I hope we get to do that before long. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Well, and speaking yep. of culture, that's a huge thing. I know that um, sometimes a school wants to have diversity within, but geographically, sometimes it's not as easy to make that happen. But for International Christian High School, I think I was reading you have close to twenty countries represented. Unbelievable.
2: It is. It's great. It adds to the culture of the school. It adds to the food menu of the school. It adds to the the languages that are spoken and uh, the opportunities for our students to travel locally and internationally, as well as even just visiting some of our students and them visiting each other. So uh, it it creates a great dynamic, and it really helps students to be critical thinkers and and accept some of the cultural things that they have are normals here in Philly, but reject some of them that are of no value. And, and, and just being critical thinkers sorting through that is a, a really healthy high school thing to do.
1: Yeah. Ben Britton is the administrator at international Christian high school. One of the schools we're partnering with to offer that first year, uh, half priced uh, tuition is not a gimmick or anything. It's just an introductory way of saying, Hey, come to the school. If you've never been here before, we'll give you a half off the tuition, and uh, and then hopefully they like it and they want to continue on. That's obviously how it kind of works, but there's no obligation to do that. Um, but what's cool is to clarify also in your case, it's a K through 12 program at this point, right?
2: It is. We're we're merging with uh, our programs, our uh, daycare first, kindergarten first, all the way up to our seniors, and we have a dual enrollment program, college courses. Uh, that include uh, a semester's worth of credits for students in high school to take.
0: That's
1: great. That's great. Talk about a little bit of just on the academic side of things. Uh, you know, being a Christian school doesn't mean that it's just uh, wishful thinking and you and you learn a few things. The academics are pretty rigorous there.
2: Yeah, we're college prep. I mean, we have, uh, like, those college courses are actually meaning that our, our teachers are adjunct professors for Cairn University, which is just off the Roosevelt Boulevard in Langhorne. Yeah. But that means that students step into a – a class that is a college course with all the credits attached to it that they get to transfer to the universities of choices the the difficulty for a student is wondering am I going to survive it um, but our teachers are available before and after school to help with questions if they just want to do their homework there while they're while they have somebody with the solutions nearby and so with a small student to teacher ratio and the, the professor's teachers available for any help that the student needs um, that adds You know that security factor of I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to have the help needed uh, right there at my fingertips.
1: That's huge. That's I'm sure huge for each student and and the family behind the student too. I know at International Christian High School, you talk about uh, having a family dynamic going on. Maybe you could share a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, we got a great parent teacher fellowship, uh, and that's the best way to get to know the school is through the other parents. And so they meet regularly. They run themselves efficiently. They keep track. They keep minutes. They they have progress. They Give me requests and we make good progress with whatever they see and what we need. But it is a a team thing. It has to be the parents and the teachers and the faculty getting support from the administration and the board being on site, you know, and really being able to move, uh, which is the reason that we've been able to move from one location to the next uh, here last year. And then been able to make great progress in increasing some of our programs.
1: It's a great point, too, just the the geography of things. And you mentioned earlier in our conversation about students coming from close to 20 countries and, of course, domestic students uh, and how that's a a great blend, even a taste of heaven, really, in the end. It gives people Mm -hmm. perspective. They're not just reading about it, but they're living it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Physically, where is the school and how does that maybe play? There's a surrounding area, what what it looks like for an everyday student coming and going.
2: Yeah, so we were for 50 years on the corner of Rising Sun and Tabor. We're no longer there. We're now currently at 5500 Tabor Avenue okay, across from Creighton, just a little bit uh, below the uh, the Naval Base on Tabor Road. And so nice gated campus, 240,000 square feet here, uh, lots of other uh, ministries on campus. Uh, But it's a safer environment, and it's easy for people to get to and from uh, the new campus. You know, one of the things as a parent of six, I'm really looking for safety, and I'd like having multiple, you know, checkpoints, being able to be sure I know who's able to get in and and buzz them in and know who I'm talking to. So, But the location itself is convenient for for everybody that we have here, and uh, it lends itself also to the international crowd because they have access to to New York and D.C. and uh, to the city easily in and out with uh, SEPTA and uh, different ways of community traveling back and
1: forth yeah, yeah yeah ben Britton is the uh, administrator at international christian high school part of the half price tuition program if you're just tuning in it's the tim DeMoss show am 560 wfil wfil.com and the concept simply if you are uh, looking for a christian school to send your child to we have a list of them at wfil.com where if your child has not been there before and this is their first year you get the tuition half off. There's no questions asked. There's no gimmick. It's not anything you're not contractually obligated to go beyond one year. Uh, it's just an idea of a, a way of helping people get an idea of how, you know, it's, it's designed to help you get an idea, I should say, of what the Christian school is about. The, and and that way you can see the value of it in practice, and and, uh, and then hopefully there's they hope that you like it and want to continue on, whether it's International Christian High School or another one. Uh, we're going to just continue our chat here with uh, Ben. If you could take a second to talk academics, but just for a second, talk about the the uh, side dishes, if you will, like the extracurriculars available.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're a Penn Jersey League athletics uh, program. So we have uh, soccer and cross-country, and we have basketball for the guys and for the girls. We have intramural sports, too. The students like to jump into volleyball or ultimate football. Uh, We have strategy games. We have a choir group, uh, worship team. We have a missions team, really, that uh, I mentioned before that just went to Brazil. But they also do local trips. Our students are also um, ministry-minded, and we're, we're pushing to help out with a, an on-site uh, food bank and a, a clothing thrift shop uh, and a restaurant that they are. There's an international club that the students like to meet together. We mostly eat, uh, which is the <laughs> best thing you can pick up to do. Uh, but we play games together, get off campus. A lot of traveling. We, we get off campus uh, a lot with our classes. Uh, just to see what is immediately around us and to give exposure to other professionals who are around us. We have discipleship groups to come in, uh, both for just the guys and also separately for the girls in chapel every week. So those are some of the the activities that we have. We have a parent this year who wants to teach fencing. So just throw that out there. Anybody want to learn fencing, uh, I'm sure that they would beat me if they tried. But uh, that's that's fun, you know, for parents to be involved and to share their skill set here. Uh, and some students to get exposure to you know things that are you know new and different. Yeah. We're all
1: about yeah. I remember I went to Penn State uh, col you know, university after high school, and uh, they had an amazing fencing team. I think they were nationally ranked and all that stuff. And it was totally new to me. I'm like, what's fencing? How do you do that? I still, I didn't try it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm afraid, Crazy. like, what might happen? But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's great because you never know. You plant that seed early, right. maybe it takes off for somebody.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome.
1: That's great. Ben Britton, the administrator at International Christian High School, our guest. And uh, maybe just so we could sum things up uh, on the back end, if you have any closing thoughts and or the importance of, of the, the word Christian in the high school, how that permeates, the, whether it's the staff the, and the teachers who work there, the culture that's being created, and uh, how that factors into everything.
2: Yeah, I think that the teacher is the most important um, you know, part of this equation. Our development, our teachers, making sure that they love students, making sure that they're listening. As well as offering, you know, a skilled uh, course. Um, but they're the ones who are in the, in the really investing in students and building relationships and building trust. Um, and then they're primarily where our big focus is just to create critical thinkers, you know, metacognitive students, students who can really evaluate things around them and search out truths by digging and asking questions. And, and we repeat this over and over again, but we're constantly telling students the truth is not offended by questions. And they just got to continuously ask questions in order that they can guard the truth, know the truth, and live by that truth. Uh, And so uh, Christian education really opens up this conversation and says, ask questions. You know, there's no offense here. We may not know the answers, but, but we really want students who are critical thinkers and asking questions. And from our faith point of view, that's how you really dig in. And then launch into um, ministries or launch into what God has called you to do. Um, And it it might not be ministry, as you and I may say, uh, this is a, a limited definition. It might be aerospace engineering, or Alan, who's sitting with me, wants to get into electrical engineering, or um it might be nursing it might be it might be missions in in another foreign country it might be a local church it might be teaching you know a lot of different careers are built off of solid critical thinking mindset understanding of who we are how god created us to be what are the privileges and responsibilities that come with being a son or daughter of god and and how does he love and protect us in this whole process of our growth
1: yeah it's totally real i mean that's the thing and i love what you said about the truth is not offended or, or afraid of questions because there is, mm-hmm. you don't need to be afraid, If it, you know, you know, it just, it, it makes total sense. Uh, and I yep. love the, the fact that that's the mindset as well. Also that whatever you're doing, you know, you do to the glory of God and you're serving him. So when people say I'm in full-time ministry, meaning I'm a missionary in another country or I am a Bible teacher, I, I always, I try that, but I get what they mean. But I still think that if you're an aerospace engineer and you're loving yep. God, you're in full-time ministry wherever you are.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
1: So it's great to know that you have that mindset, too. It's a privilege yeah. talking to you. Thank you. I heard your phone ringing. I hope you didn't miss any calls. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Ben, uh, so God. much. You're welcome. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Ben Britton with International Christian High School. Again, more details in the Half Price Tuition Program at WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss. Thanks for tuning in today. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick Brothers have returned to the big screen with Overcomer. John Harrison is a frustrated coach. Questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shirer. This film is rated PG. Visit OvercomerMovie.com. Again, it just came out this past Friday. We have a contest we'd like to do. So if you want to win a gift card at Dunkin' or to Rita's or to Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, give me a quick holler at 800-560-WFIL. 800 560 93 It's a simple little gift, $5.60 card. You can get yourself a few coffees or a couple of water ices or a hoagie or something. Just a little thank you for listening to the radio station. Again, 800-560-9345. We'll take a winner right now. And then we're going to be uh, joined by Bethany Beal, author of the book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. That's coming up next on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560,
0: WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
1: 421, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Let's make a winner, shall we? Who do we have here? Hello? 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 I've got it over here. Oh, wrong button. See, I got too many buttons on this board. Who's this? This is Jim from Wilkins Park. What's up, Jim? When's I'm the last? enjoying this cool weather. You are? That's good. Oh. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing well. Have you won with us recently, Jim? Oh, I guess maybe a month and a half ago. Not long ago. That's all good. We're just try to spread it out, but it doesn't... it's doesn't. it been a little bit. That's fine. How's your yeah, day? You me sent me a book. Oh, good. You sent me a book. It was very good. Which one was uh, it? Do you remember? Please- sleep be silent, and pray. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ed Szeski. I'm glad you got to win that. Well, you're a winner again today, so congratulations. Thanks. High fives to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Which one will it be? Uh, let's go to Rita's. That, yeah, well, we got some summer left. Yeah, That sounds like a plan. Hang on one second. Joe, yeah. get your info.
0: Okay, Fair enough? thanks a
1: lot. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to WFIL. As the Tim DeMoss show rolls along, let's bring in our next guest. Uh, author of the book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Bethany Beal, joining our program. Hello. Hey, thanks so much for having me on today. Sure thing. You are co-author of the new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. And uh, you're also co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries, so we could chat about that too. But uh, if you would, tell us a little bit about the backstory of the book, how long it took to write. It, stuff's not always as it appears. It may take longer than people realize. and And what led you to write it?
3: Yeah, so it wasn't a book necessarily that my sister Kirsten and I originally wanted to write, Um, writing a book on sex and purity and all of that for women. Um, You know, there's just a lot of different dynamics that go into that. And just in our modern day and climate, we were like, hmm, we're not going to gain any popularity times if we write this, but we receive a lot of emails and a lot of messages um, just being on a strong presence on social media from women and young women, just expressing like their struggles and their difficulties. And both Kristen and I have opened up on our blog and on our YouTube channel about our struggles in the past or things we've wrestled with sexually. And so we seeing the messages that were coming in, seeing the emails asking for help, we just felt like, okay, we have got to do something more than respond to one email there and here. And so we decided to write our book, and we were so grateful our pub- publisher was on board with it. But it was hard, I would say by far, this was the hardest book or project we've ever worked on. We wrote it all together in about four months, but then the editing process, you know, was another like Six to nine months on top of that just because of the topic. We did a lot of rewrites. We had a lot of extra people read it. So I would say the editing process was quite painful, but I am so excited about this book and it was worth every minute of working on it because I think it's something that, you know, every woman and young woman needs to hear about and needs, um, needs just wisdom and guidance on because it's something that Christians don't often talk about, you know, for women. I think a lot of men talk about this, but it's something that women are kind of left out of the conversation on. So we're just excited to have a voice in this conversation.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great that uh, folks are tuning in. Bethany Beale is our guest. Uh, she and her sister Kristen Clark have written this book, *Sex Purity and the Long uh, Longings of a Girl's Heart*, and you break it up into four main categories. First of which being broken sexuality, and then God's spectacular design what every girl needs to know, and she is made whole. Was there a reason for that particular order in terms of there's a need and then there's, a, and there's a, the proper way to do it kind of a thing? Or how did you decide to map it out that way? Yeah, well, I
3: think for sure we wanted to start with broken sexuality, because I think there's this huge misconception out there that there are those that are pure and those that are impure. And the ones who are impure, it's like, oh, look, at you. You're not worth as much. I can't believe you made that mistake. When we all need to realize that at the foot of the cross we're all broken, we are all imperfect, we're all in need of Christ's perfect righteousness. And so I think coming to that point realizing we're all sexually broken, if we don't realize that, if we don't realize we have a need, if we don't realize there's a problem, something's wrong, then we don't care about answers. We're like, great, that's not for me, that's for my friend, or that's someone yeah. else so I <laughs> right. think that was the whole point is setting the foundation that we all no matter how great we look on the outside we all are sinners we all have issues we all have struggles and so I think once we establish that then we can gain hope then we can gain freedom and so the rest of the book kind of builds on the premise that that we're all in need of a savior and especially when it comes to sexual brokenness
1: yeah the topic of sexual brokenness too obviously uh, in the early chapters you talk about your first encounter with pornography just as an eight-year-old mm-hmm. and stumbling across a magazine and your sister by like, a couple years older than you and even just that initial awareness that it raised, like, what is this? And uh, this is yeah. interesting, but this is yeah. not right, probably. And just share that story a little bit, if you would. And then just, yeah. Yeah.
3: It, yeah. Christian and I, when we were younger, we were in our neighborhood. And it was before the days of internet technology, that kind of stuff where you could easily access that. There wasn't social media. So we were just young girls, eight, maybe 10. Christian was maybe 10. And we were outside playing and we ran across a magazine, which was, pornographic magazine and at that young age we had no idea what we were seeing but we both instantly felt like something isn't right what's wrong with this so we you know ran inside with it like kept it all hidden and then we were looking through it like okay this is not okay something's wrong and we had no way of putting like words to what we were seeing but we knew this wasn't good like people shouldn't be exposed like this so we we didn't know what to do so we decided let's bury it that's our best solution right now so we ran outside and just dug with our hands and buried the magazine. And we didn't tell anyone that story for years and years and years because we just felt like oh, this is it was kind of like shameful what we saw and we didn't know what to do with it and we didn't know how to process it. And we had wonderful Christian parents, but I think even now it's hard for parents to know how to bring up topics of sexuality or pornography or things that kids might stumble across. So it wasn't a super open conversation in our house. And so Christian and I just figured, okay, this has to be our secret and we kind of have to figure this out. But that did lead to us having questions and struggles and thoughts and images in our mind that we really were left kind of to ourselves to deal with. And it wasn't until we were much, much older and kind of started bringing up these topics for ourselves and reading books and proactively going after biblical resources, you know, in our teens, later teens, early 20s, that we finally started to get some answers. I mean, I remember I didn't even still know what the word porn meant. I remember a friend telling me when she was 14 that she was struggling with pornography, and I was like, I don't even know what that word means, but I knew what the concept was. So I think that's a lot of women, how their kind of initial exposure to whether it's pornography, erotica, Um, whatever masturbation, whatever struggle it is, oftentimes we don't even have words to put to it as a young girl, and so we develop all of these perspectives and moral views, and oftentimes we go to the internet or friends to get our answers, and we're kind of left really confused and hopeless, and oftentimes really end up in a lot of bondage and just struggles because we never really knew how to find freedom or how to find true answers.
1: Yeah. we chat with uh, Bethany Beal, the author, co-author with her sister, Kristen Clark, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of god find sexuality. Uh, you kind of touched on that there. The private nature often of these things where in your stories, and I think you're not alone in this, that the um, sexual temptation, struggles, even you know, good things about sex as well, usually yeah. just kind of like uh, people are thinking, but it's not easy to speak for whatever reason or reasons, maybe the importance of yeah. it perhaps. And so you can go, as you mentioned, long stretches without really even talking out loud, even though so much is going on inside. I'm guessing you found that a lot with the people that you've, you know, corresponded with on social media and as you put the book together. Oh,
3: yeah. That's one of the most... Common things that we will see or that we will hear from young women and women all ages—it doesn't matter—is hope. I've never told anyone this before, and I even share a story in the book about a she's a teenage girl, and for years she had been struggling with pornography, and she came from a great Christian family, but she had stumbled across it, and she was she didn't want to tell anyone. And I remember standing face to face with her, and the first time she opened up and spoke the word, and she was crying, and it was. So dramatic, but it was the first time that she brought it into the light. And I remember just the hope that she felt just speaking it up and saying, I, I have struggled with this or if I have experienced this, just opening up and sharing it with someone who can point you in a good direction, who can help you. Because I think that's the number one strategy. So he wants us to keep things in the dark because that's where we can stay in bondage, where we can't, you know, we don't find freedom. So I think that's the hardest point to get to is to speak up about something that's going on in our lives, whether it's something that we've done or something tragically that someone's done against us. We need to speak up about these things to find help and to find answers. And, you know, speaking up to someone, especially that could help you and offer wisdom and so just seeing these women and young women who are sharing and saying yes i have struggled with this i've never told anyone this before please help me we realize i think from just a front row basis interacting with hundreds and thousands of women seeing like wow this is for sure a girl problem too and women have only almost been like silenced because this is supposed to be a girl problem, this is supposed to be a guy problem, but I think the more women speak up and say, we need help, the more that resources like sex and the longings of a girl's heart will become available and show women, you know, yes, we all struggle, but let's not stay in that struggle. That's why we have the gospel. That's why we have Jesus. And so that's really why we wrote this book is for that one, you know, like that young woman that I was talking to who was saying, crying and saying, I've never told anyone this before. I've been struggling with porn for years. And yeah. then the freedom that she's been able to find since then, just by bringing that into the light.
1: Yeah. Bethany Bill is our- our guest. She's the co-author of the new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, also uh, co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries. We have a short break to take, and then we'll come back and continue our conversation with Bethany. We also have a copy of the book to hand out before the show's done. All that's coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
1: 437 on the Tim DeMoss Show, am 56 WFIL, WFIL.com. Bethany Beals, our guest. She's the co-author of this new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, along with her sister, Kristen Clark, discovering the beauty and freedom of God-defined sexuality. And even on the positive side of things, I don't know if this is more of a just you decide. I'm going to talk about these, t- these things and things related to sex and sexuality with my kids. I'm not going to wait and kind of hope. And just kind mm-hmm. of gently nudge around. I don't see anything wrong on the outside. I hope they're doing all right. Cause you can go for the external conformity and even set up a good, like we've homeschooled our kids. We're careful about the yeah. movies we watch, the music we listen to still. You have to be able to speak, I think actual words. And, and if it's uncomfortable or force the conversation, just because it's not like, Hey, who won the ball game last night? Uh, you know, it's yes. like you have to just, is it is some of this just a matter of I'm going to choose as a parent leading my children, I'm going to have a conversation and lead the lead the way on this.
3: Yeah. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head, and that is so important. I mean, I grew up in a homeschool family, just so like you're doing with your children. And you know, I think it's parents they don't know what to say, they don't know what to do, or maybe they have their own struggles, so they feel too embarrassed to they feel too embarrassed to speak up and too embarrassed to say anything. But think about your child. If you don't. Speak about things, even sometimes before they find out about it, what's going to happen? You know, they're going to turn to friends or they're going to turn to Internet or they're going to, you know, just stay in their struggle. And so the, I think the best way we can love our kids, as awkward as it can be, is to equip ourselves and then go and say, hey, you know, here is something that God talks about in the Bible. He created you as a sexual being, kind of unpacking it on their level, whatever age they may be, opening up that conversation so they say, oh, my mom talks to me about this, or my dad talks to me about this, and you now become someone that can be in their world, in their bubble, rather than them feeling like, I don't even know if my parents know what this is, so I'm for sure not talking to them. And then when (laughs) your kids do come to you with something, instead of, Going, oh my goodness, I can't believe you struggle with this. Like, you just guarantee that they are never going to want to talk to you again. So, you <laughs> have to be gracious and patient and loving with them, just like Christ is gracious towards us to offer that to them so that you can become someone that they want to talk to about whatever's going on in their
1: life. Yeah. We mentioned earlier, Jet uh, with Bethany Beale, the author, uh, along with her sister, Kristen Clark, of Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, discovering the beauty and freedom of God-defined sexuality, which the second main section of the book really gets on that topic, God's spectacular design. It's one thing to talk about avoiding and struggles and, and all the uh, counterfeits, if you will, even, or things that will pull you away, but, like, let's look at what's right and that it is designed by God as opposed to it's just something that's uh, not supposed to be discussed or, or whatever, but God actually designed it designed it as he does everything perfectly and with a real purpose. And that you, you kind of really go into that quite a bit in, in that second section. Yeah, mm
3: -hmm. we really do. We unpack it specifically in the chapter titled Four Biblical Truths About Our Sexual Design because it is becoming confusing, you know? We're not automatically born with this understanding of God's design, so we have to proactively go after it and seek it. And so this chapter just talks about the different truths, like that our sexual identity is a a God-assigned reality, things that we need to be discipling our kids in, we need to be discipling ourselves in, because that's becoming something extremely controversial. And so if your kids aren't being taught that biblical truth that God created them, He has a good plan for them and their gender, and that He assigned that to them, they're going to be extremely confused. And so we go through several other truths like that, from marriage being a covenant to sexual intimacy being created within, within the covenant of marriage, We just go into even femininity, since this is a book for women, and I think those are such important truths that we can even break down, if you have younger children, you can break them down in a basic level, and as they grow older, if you have teens, talk to them about these things, and if we are able to equip, if parents are able to equip themselves, I think then they'll be much more confident in speaking these truths to their children. But it is so important. We don't wake up understanding truth and knowing truth. We have to dig into God's Word. If we're not proactive, I guarantee you, the world is going to let us know what we should think. The movie's are going to let us know what we should think. So we need to be proactive to understand good design and remembering it's just that. It's a good perfect, amazing design. And the more we strive after that, the more we'll even have clarity, understanding why he created me as a female, why he created me as a male, why sex within marriage is a good thing, how he's not holding out on this. All of those things start to make sense when you dig into God's Word and when you really strive to understand his design for us as sexual beings.
1: Bethany Beals, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, com. That word proactive popping up a few times there in our conversation. And there's a part in there where you tell a story about San Antonio Spurs great David Robinson uh, yeah. being very proactive when it comes to uh, TV timeouts and where he let his eyes go or not go. Uh, share about that if mm-hmm. you would. Yeah,
3: so we are. We're in San Antonio, so we grew up watching David Robinson, and he, you know, still is an amazing example of a man who was in a very high profile spotlight, but was intentional to pursue sexual purity, to honor his wife, to go above and beyond, and so during, you know. Commercial breaks and stuff. When he was on the court, he would avert his eyes, look down to not watch the cheerleaders out on the court. And you know, he would often have women who would come up to him and say, "Hey, like you know, I'm available." Kind of a one night stand situation. It's just you know, kind of common in uh, kind of like the sports world. And he would always kind of brush them off and almost be kind of rude. And so someone asked him one time, like, "Whoa, what's that all about? Why are you being rude to these like?" women that come up to you. And he's like, you know, if anyone's going to get their feelings hurt, it's not going to be my wife. And I just think what an incredible example, a man who was willing to stand above and beyond and say, you know what? I value my marriage. I value my wife. And I'm willing to do things that seem weird in the eyes of the world to honor and cherish that relationship. And I think honestly, a lot more of us could take that approach and say, wow, what what do I need to do to honor and love, whether it's my current spouse or even my future spouse, or honor the Lord better in this way? And I think David Robinson, just a man under a lot of pressure and under a big spotlight, by the grace of God, was able to do that, and I think he's just a wonderful example for us to imitate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things you could say about that, including the fact that being uh, part of, I guess, embracing God's spectacular design, as that second section of your book is about, is 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 being proactive to not only make decisions in a plan, like how am I going to lose weight, or how am I going to do something else, or so like, make decisions ahead of time. I, like I love exactly. what he says about his wife. Like I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but if I if I make that part of my goal, I may slip into yeah. something because I'm worried about hurting a woman's feelings, a strange total stranger's feelings. Meanwhile, my wife is the one I'm supposed to be with. Like let's make yeah. sure that that's intact. So so the, the yeah. yeah So in any case that's. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's it's okay to be, you know, a little weird. I actually wrote this book before I got married, and then Kristen was married when we wrote it, so it's a book for single women and married women, but it was kind of an interesting dynamic we have, and since then I have gotten married, and we've been married for about nine months, and even during my dating, engagement, and even marriage, me and my husband, we set up a lot of boundaries, and some of them people think are kind of weird, you know, like, we have boundaries like, oh, we don't ride alone in a car with someone of the opposite sex. You know, it's not our spouse. or not a family member. And people are like, oh, that's so weird. But it's like, you know, we're trying to set ourselves up for success. We're trying to avoid temptation at all costs. And even though we're, we don't think we're going to do something, we have a greater goal. We're like, hey, this is what we're going towards. And so we're willing to be weird. We're willing to look a little strange. We're willing to maybe offend some people because what we're after is so much greater. So I, I love that you brought that point in. And yes, let's be willing to think ahead and say, how can I make sure I don't ever end up in that situation? What steps do I need to take now? So that I never end up there. And I think it starts with the small things, saying, okay, I'm not going to do these small steps because if I don't do these small steps, I'll, I'll never end up, I'll, I won't end up at those big steps. And so just being proactive and being willing to think ahead, even though that's completely countercultural, we value something so much more than just not looking weird or, you know, just it, things being inconvenienced. We value relationships. We value honoring God. We value future relationships. Those things should be so much more important to us than, you know, looking weird in front
1: of the eyes of us. Yeah, and no one's going to do it for you, so don't, don't wait a <laughs> for the culture to help you out, per se. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany Bales, our guest, she's co-author of the new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. Want to give away another copy, this time by text, 610-500-DOVES, the number, 610-500-3683, 610-500-3683. Just text your first and last name, where you're from, and uh, the word, let's go with purity on this one. And we'll take a random texter to win a copy. We'll wrap up our chat with Bethany in just a couple moments here. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com.
0: Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
1: It's 447 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. And again, if you want to text in to win this book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, simply send your first and last name and the town you're from or city. And just the word purity will be fine, P-U-R-I-T-Y. And we'll draw a random winner as the show winds down. We still have a little more conversation to have, but again, the number is 610-500-DUB. 610 500 36 83. Bethany Beal is our guest, co-author of this book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. One of the things you did mention a minute ago had to do with the fact that, and maybe this is just a, a good point to bring up, that there is kind of a stereotype that guys are the ones who deal with sex and lust and uh, it's a visual thing and it, it, they're the ones who get the retreats to discuss purity and all that and uh, and yeah. the women are the ones who are you know maybe there's a certain amount of struggle but it's it's completely different and uh yeah. do you have you found in your in your um you know research and as you've talked to people that it really can go either way that sometimes it's mm-hmm. a woman who saw like that hot guy as opposed to yeah. you know it's not just a guy thing or similarly yeah. a guy could be like you know, get get interested because a woman's kind to him and actually just shows, mm-hmm. shows emotional, For sure. just like something like, oh, you like me, huh? Oh, well, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> so. mm-hmm.
3: yeah, exactly. I think there are, you know, men and women obviously are different, but I think it's been emphasized so much to the point that women have kind of been like, oh, you will never struggle with anything visual or kind of sexual. You're only emotional, and so you're only going to it's only going to be like a relationship or a man being kind to you, that's going to be an issue. But in surveying over 500 women for this book, we asked detailed questions and they were kept anonymous. And it was amazing the things that women were saying about lust, about struggling. Like one woman said, lust is something I struggle with on a daily basis. Another one says, lust is a problem almost all girls struggle with, but it's so infrequently talked about in the church. On and on they went. And a lot of women were saying, you know, lust is something that A lot of times happens within my mind fantasizing or reading erotica which is almost like you know they call it like mommy porn it's like so many things that are kind of different than guys but it's the same heart struggle and even in our day and age of modern just you know visual technology you know there i feel like people are going after women and women are now struggling i feel like in ways that are even more similar to men than maybe maybe beforehand when we didn't have as much as much media but i think it's important for churches to realize, like, okay, women are struggling sexually. Women are sexual beings. And I every time I hear, like, that there are only studies or purity groups for men, I just feel like that is so damaging for women because it just reinforces in their mind, I shouldn't be struggling with this, so there's no way I'm ever going to tell anyone. And I think that that is just... Not helpful for our women today. And just personally interacting and reading, you know, those 500 surveys that helped us really form this book. It makes me a hurt for them because I'm like, no, like we need to talk about this. They are struggling. We as women are struggling. We need help. And so I think we can do all of the women in our churches a favor by speaking up and hosting studies, going through books like this and just being open about it. And there is a trend more and more women are talking about it slowly, but it's something I think more of us need to jump on board with to really serve our women better in that way. Yeah.
1: Bethany, Beal, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. And the, the book is Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality. Uh, you know, kind of you, you, you also have the section, Whatever Girl Needs to Know, She is Made Whole, also rounds out the book. But and, and at the end, near the end, you talk about cherishing Christ really being the biggest part of this whole thing. It's even more than if you got this book, you read it, you applied it, you learned from it. It's not the entire end game. It's actually a part of the bigger picture of understanding God's love for you. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, I think
3: for all of us that's the main thing. And I think in my own life I've seen more and more that these things, whether it's, you know, pornography, masturbation, or just um, idolizing, you know, as a single woman dies or even dissatisfied in your marriage and looking to other men, whatever it is, we can idolize Um, our sexuality as being the most important thing in our life. And obviously that's exactly what the culture does. Sex and your sexual experience. That's like the height of who you are having that ultimate sexual experience. And ultimately sex is a good thing. Our sexuality is a good thing, but it's not the most important thing in our life. Ultimately everything in our life is supposed to point us closer to Christ. And so instead of looking to those things or saying, okay, once I have this experience or once I've done enough of this, then I'll be satisfied. We need to say, no, that will never satisfy. Ultimately, God designed us to find ultimate satisfaction in Him. So if we really want to fight the battle, if we really want to find that true satisfaction on every level, it sounds simple, but the reality is we have to learn how to cherish Christ because ultimately that's where satisfaction comes from. And so we just break it down of like, okay, that sounds kind of basic, but also confusing, like how in the world do I cherish Christ? But I, and so we just basically break it down and talk about how we can worship God, how we can pray through the scriptures, how we can journal our prayers, and just show you some practical ways that you can get into the word and really build a relationship with Christ. Because I'm telling you, you can have every guy in the world, you can have all the porn, all the sex you want, and you can still be completely miserable and dissatisfied. And so ultimately, we need a good relationship with Christ to find that true satisfaction. And once we do, I think the just the, the things that we once long for will start to pale in comparison to how satisfied our souls truly are in our relationship with God.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, there's a verse uh, I'll share with you. It's been something that's uh, helped me a lot the last several years in this area, but in, in my life overall. Uh, in Psalm 84, verse 11, it, it says, our, our God is a sun and shield. Uh, no good mm-hmm. thing does He withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And I I don't view that. I'm not viewing the part about me being blameless, like I I don't make any mistakes. It's more about the character of God, right? So, yeah. So when it comes to sexuality, to to trace it back to say the Creator made this, and He's not in the business of withholding anything good. So if He wanted me to view certain pictures, or if He wanted me to uh, start forming relationships with other women, you know, I'm married, so that you know, women I shouldn't be forming with, He would have told me, Tim, go do that. Go go flirt with these women because that's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, right? He would have put it in the Bible for me to do and and say, you know, I need you to have 10 women to be happy and go find 10 (laughs) and don't stop till you do. If that's what he wanted, he would have told me that. But because he's Mm -hmm. not in the business of holding back good for me, like, okay, I'm not going to look at that picture. Like when you said David Robinson looked at the floor when he played for the Spurs instead of at the cheerleaders, uh, he did that because he believed God was good. Not like I'm just holding my breath here because I'm not supposed to do that and yeah, one day I'll go exactly. to heaven and I'll be glad I did. But right now, like in the moment, like yeah. God, I'm choosing a li- life because God would God's good right now. Not just when I die and go to heaven. Right. So.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love that. There's so much hope in what you're saying too, because it's not, okay, I'm just going to fight this battle and one day I'll get to heaven and everything will be okay. It's like, no, God can give us, you know, that hope and that satisfaction. That's what the gospel is for ultimately, you know, it's like we, cannot do anything on our own. We cannot be good enough on our own. We can't earn our way to heaven. We can't do anything. We need Christ's righteousness. And so by believing in Him and trusting in Him as our Savior, we are given the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and God's peace that can surpass all understanding. And slowly as we sanctify, Christ sanctifies us, and we become more and more like Him. We realize, wow, like He actually is a good God. This actually does make sense. And I, just from personal experience, you know, it's like Circumstances may not be perfect, but I've found more and more that the more I can form my life to following Christ and to living out His design for me, truly the more satisfied I am, truly the more just content and joy-filled I am. And that doesn't mean my circumstances are perfect, but they don't have to be because our circumstances will never be perfect until we get to heaven. But it's amazing how God can give us that inner joy and inner peace that can carry us through anything in life that happens. Our circumstances don't have to be perfect, and I think there's so much hope in
0: that. That's
1: great. That's great. Bethany Beal has been our guest. She's co-author of the new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality, co-written with her sister, Kristen Clark. Uh, maybe you can just wrap up our chat by talking a little bit about the ministry, too. Also, you have girl-defined ministries.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. so this book is kind of a branch out of our ministry as a whole. Girl-defined ministries were mainly online so if you go to girldefine.com you can find everything we're on um youtube is probably our most popular platform we do youtube videos on a weekly basis we're also on instagram and facebook just trying to have a really strong presence online because that's where that's where most women are and especially young women are these days but our goal is just help modern women understand God's incredible design for their femininity for their design as women and really bring it back to a biblical perspective and show them here's how you can live that out in our modern day so that's our heart that's our mission. That's our goal. And obviously books like this, Sex, Theory, and the Longings of a Girl's Cart come out of that because that's a part of femininity. So if you go to girltofind.com, you'll be able to access everything from there.
1: That sounds great. Bethany, it's a real privilege talking to you. Nice to make your acquaintance. And congratulations on being married now. That's fun. Thank
3: you. <laughs> it's very exciting. I'm loving it. Nine months strong. <laughs> Way to go.
1: Enjoy. And we'll hopefully catch up with you guys again sometime. Sounds great. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bethany Beal, again, co-author of the book Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. Going to make a winner now for a copy of that book. We had a text line. And uh, just, Joe, you tell me. I'm spinning the wheel. You tell me when to stop. Ready, set. And round and round uh, she
0: goes. Where she stops, no one knows. Uh, knows
1: this one? Right there? there? Okay. Spin the wheel. Take it out. Congratulations to Carol in Philadelphia. Thunderous applause for Carol. Way to go, Carol. You got that book. We don't have your address yet, but once you send it in, we'll mail it out to you. That's exciting. I think Carol's a first-time winner, so from what I can tell. And uh, in addition to that book happening there and that author, we have other cool guests coming up, Joe. Did you know that? Did you know? Did you? Huh, huh, huh?
0: Yes, I'm completely aware.
1: Coming up in in the near term, we have Roger Kemp, who is the executive producer for the Daily Insight for Living radio program with Chuck Swindoll. We also have Jim Brewer, cast member of Saturday Night Live, back in the Late eighties, uh, uh, late nineties, I should say. Doctor DeForest Buster is going to be joining us. He has a new book called "Say Yes When Life Says No." Doctor John Kessler, who has written a book called "Practicing the Present: The Neglected Art of Living in the Now," we'll talk about that later. Uh, he's going to be a guest, and we have a real cool guy who is the cameraman for Monday Night Football. His name's David Allen Arnold. He has a book out called Hel- uh, "Help from Above." We'll chat with him. These are all guests coming up in the days to come. We appreciate your prayers for this program. Feel free to share it with a friend as well. Up next, Jim Maxim, Acts Four Thirteen 13 Ministries, leads in prayer. Have a great evening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.